Hey, well, and welcome to the, the Pond Theater again, Chase. Uh, dang it, I'm trying to get the second one. Either Cody or Justin, whoever wants to be second in place. But I mean, it's Cody and uh, Justin uh, always. Uh, Go out. Uh, Code Justin. Uh, Cody, <laughs> Justin House, uh, Cody uh, Duel. I, I have trouble getting Justin's last name better. Or, or right, okay, and now the English is gone. But uh, anyway, the Pond Theater, of course. Now, I'll have to apologize because I upload the last episode late, and even the I'm trying to get the other episode. The, the reason why the I, the uploads they haven't come out as uh, quick as I, I would really like them to is because I spent. This last week, also uploading uh, highlights of Extra Life, or at least the guest portions. And uploading a YouTube video takes up three times or four times the length of just uh, uploading a uh, audio podcast. And it got to a point, though, where I get, I get to cosplay. So they're at the Extra Life, uh, as far as the guests go, we had Aaron McDonald from Cook Children's, which is what the whole charity was about, was raising money for that hospital. We had Renee Giddens, who's the CEO of IGA. It's a big game developer organization. Then we had uh, Winnie Ama, who is a British uh, a, a musician who uh, does a lot of jazz and uh, soul and R&B type um, uh, songs. And then there was Cause to Play, who is a, it's a cosplay charity here in Texas. And that was the biggest frustration out of all of them because Cause to Play, the panel was like around 40 minutes. Like I would say 41 minutes or 42, but not nearly as long as the one with Renee Giddens, which was a full hour. And yet that one uploaded just fine. But the one with Cause to Play... For some reason, I cannot get it to upload on YouTube, and it's like nine gigabytes uh, long. Now, part of what happened is Black Princess Peach was one of our three judges, and she d- uh, didn't want to go on camera. So I, what I did to kind of make some distinctions so you know that's Black Princess Peach besides her voice is every time she talked, I put a JPEG image over what would otherwise be an empty box. I don't know if that's what caused nine gigabytes of data, but for some reason, this one video is the biggest out of them all. And it takes forever to try to upload on YouTube. I had to do several things. And right now I had to divide up in several different bytes. And, you know, after this, I'm going to see about uploading those bytes to uh, Michael, who is with uh, Cause to Play and have her upload on my youtube uh, through her area which has a lot stronger internet so hopefully things will work with that but that that's just been taking up way too much time and oh of course trying to get a ps5 i've already went on about that so still struggling huh yeah still struggling eventually i'll get it i mean hey there's the bright side of well at least there's not an urge as far as games go i mean you can play as i said you can play miles morales and all the other big stuff on the ps4 still and i think they're gonna go and support that console for three more years and Mm -hmm. or until it gets to a part where like everybody who wants to jump the ps5 can so 
And I think that's the one that was Two hundred dollars, because that's when I jump on. <laughs> okay. I wait, I wait till it's like two hundred dollars, which is well, like the the, I think the I think the digital yeah. dish, the digital version will probably get to two hundred quicker because there's a digital and then a physical version, and the digital version is a hundred bucks cheaper. But other cases, uh, yeah, I mean probably like next next november it's probably i, I would see them uh, dropping 100 or at least 50 dollars in price i think right now we're just trying to make enough consoles out there because uh the, just the demand is too big for the supply and i guess covid caused a shortage i don't know how true any of that is because we always hear that and then within the next month there's several more consoles available for other people to get i mean we won't know until time passes but uh, isn't there some technical issues with some of the fives too well, right now so i actually i should have addressed that because i did the episode of the yeah. gaming tadpole with rian where he talked about this being ps5 less uh i forgot to mention about the the rumors of the technical issues now from what i can understand that is a tiny percentage and none of my friends who were lucky to get a ps5 had any of those technical hiccups so for what i know it's a rarity and i think that's just something that happens with every console oh justin's bandwidth is low Uh oh i think this is where we lose justin oh well it it froze on your screen it says justin's uh okay yeah i I can hear you your screen is like frozen a little bit yeah it's kind of slow anyway as long as it's good on uh both of our ends it should be all right Okay. Hopefully you don't disconnect. Anyway, so regarding that, I, I don't think that's a mass issue. I think the, the articles you read, they might be uh, overselling it, but maybe in, in time being. But yeah, I, I think what, my, what I said overall regarding that is, hey, you don't need to stress yourself out because I'm saying this to myself too, but you don't need to stress yourself out and trying to get this thing uh, just get it when you can and you will be able to get caught up and play the games that are out because right now it's you're at a we're at a moment where nothing on there uh, is exclu- besides demon souls and and playroom uh, but other than that it's not a console that's got a lot of things that you need immediate like some of their features that they sold like they haven't updated yet like extendable storage or there's some other things they're gonna add on so probably i would say q1 of 2021 is when i think the console is gonna because that's when ratchet and clank is supposed to come out and horizon forbidden west so i mean by then hopefully it'll be there'll be more way more ps5s available yeah that's where i'm saying like i'll get i will get the ps5 when i can but i don't feel like i am dated or my podcast is dated just because i don't have a ps5 at least right now but yeah, I mean, that's something I'm still going to aim for. Because I, I have the controller uh, again, so I, I just have a controller in the meantime. But today we're not talking about PS5s, we're talking about Star Wars, because it's Life Day, or at least it's going to be. Yeah, I think the November 21st in the Star Wars universe is Life Day. So Life Day is almost here, and uh, we'll celebrate that with Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. They made their own one. After so many years, we finally get it back. But in Lego form, or is it? Maybe it might be the same or different. So the new mutants came out, and I didn't even know about it. I f- 
completely blanked out all Fox Marvel movies out of my head until uh, someone on my Facebook came up and said, hey, you know what? I really love this movie. I can't seem to understand why Disney is not promoting it. And I, I, I tried really hard to f- figure out what the issue was. And then I finally discovered it. They didn't want to promote this movie because they didn't want to sell lesbian love. And that's the main reason. Yeah, that is that is the main reason. That like that that is like the one reason. Like they even and I'm not saying who this person is because again, I I when I read that I was like, okay, I mean there is true. I mean Disney did yank. Was it the Love Simon sequel? Love Simon was gonna have a TV sequel, and uh, Disney yanked it out of Disney Plus and put it to Hulu. So. <laughs> Okay, there is some argument to be. I mean, again, we don't know what Disney's stance on is with gay people. It's just that I think it's just with all companies, or they want to make money from everybody. So that's why that's strange because they've they've verified that there are characters in the MCU that are part of the LGBTQ community. Well, the, yeah, but here, here's what 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 you, what. This what uh, this this person was actually saying is that not only were they LGBTQ, but there was an actual scene where there was two girls kissing, and that person was like, "See, this is the reason why Disney didn't want people to see this film, and why they threw it out in theaters, and why they're just setting it out to die." So you need to support this film if you want more LGBTQ re- representation. I have no courteous look at this. I'm like. See, Cody, this is what I, I said when we I joked about in Jingle Jingle Review. You're, you're going to get this, these, this actual reaction. And I'm not saying this to kind of re- or kind of make fun, poke fun at uh, this the, this person's opinion. It's just like there, there are so many things with that. I, I just kind of like, OK, I, I don't know, but all right. And after seeing the movie, if that is really the case, that you got to support this if you want to see some more LGBTQ representation, then I, I guess I might be homophobe. And I'll <laughs> go and explain <laughs> in our, when we go into it. Uh-huh. But yeah, that's uh, going to be pretty much the only feature-length film because the other one is also a, a short. And that is, uh, no matter what happens, I still love you. It's a 12-minute short on Netflix uh, based on an actual event that happened. Uh, tragic event so that is what we have on the show now regarding next week i mentioned like we'll probably see that uh, christmas chronicles part two there's a sequel coming out i didn't even know this was happening until pretty much yesterday but crudes is getting a sequel and it's gonna be in theaters next week is it gonna be on vod as well or just theaters Uh, i I never even seen the first crudes like i neither i just watched it recently it was really fun all right well i mean with this being dreamworks and dreamworks they were the ones who kind of kicked off the whole thing about 20 dollar rentals so i mean i would figure crudes too would come on vod vod simultaneously as you can for it to do that because it's you know um the holiday weekend so they should just have it released yeah it just says theater that is so weird why would why would they just kind of toss it out well i mean they got ryan reynolds and emily blunt in the cast that i guess that's why maybe they thought you know let's do theaters only because those are big names but i'm also like well 
that still doesn't make any sense. I, I don't even know if the first it. one did well. It's yeah, that's really weird. Okay, well, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm not gonna watch. I'm not gonna go out in the theaters and risk my life for Croods too. I have never seen one. The, the first one might be good. I heard uh, Nick Cage is in it. I think. Cage. No, yeah, oh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, he's in. It, so. I don't know. I probably know it could be a great movie, but I'm just saying that I don't think any movie is worth uh, COVID. Even when Wonder Woman just uh, announced that it's going to be releasing on Christmas uh, Day, uh, both in theaters and HBO Max, I'm like, see you on HBO Max. I know I oh, yeah. haven't renewed my subscription, but I'm going to renew it just when that comes out. But I, I'm not going to the theaters for any. I'm pretty sure... That was part of the reason they decided that, too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Chase, for Christmas, I'll just get you a, a month subscription if you just so you can watch it, just because it's going to be a great. Okay. Cannot wait. It might. Yeah. You know, I, I like the first one. So I just know, like, my one of my friends who loves dressing up as Wonder Woman, she's like, who wants to come with me to the theaters to see Wonder Woman? I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'll stay back. No, you yeah, go to the theater. I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be right here. I'll be cheering you on uh, on my desktop. On my phone, with, with my in my underwear. Let's uh, get into the movie, starting with uh, Lego Star Wars and their Christmas special. Yeah, yes, yes. Because I saw the poster for this, I'm like, okay, like there's a holiday special, and now there has been so many Lego Star Wars shorts. There's a Lego Star Wars show i think but i know lego star wars is, have had animated short films or animated feature films since i think revenge of the sith came out i know this is th- this is kind of how old these animated shorts have uh, these lego uh, crossover shorts have been there was i think it's called revenge of the brick but there was a cg short inspired by the prequel trilogy that came out like right around when the revenge of sith released that was a cg animated short of uh, legos making a like a goofy version of the prequel trilogy between the phantom menace and revenge of the sith and i thought i mean you know as a little kid i loved it oh my gosh Obi-Wan and Anakin, they're using the force and they're building things. And that was also back in the time when they didn't even give... Well, no, I wouldn't say back in the time like for all Lego, but this was back in the time when grunting for Lego characters became very popular. Because for a while, the Lego the Traveler's Tales Lego games, the characters would not have dialogue. They would just go like... That was the entire dialogue in that Revenge of the Brick. Uh, it was just characters kind of making cute little me 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 little voices. That was going for a while until I guess the Lego company is like, no, th- these people need to talk. Uh, so both the games and the shorts reflected that or something like that. But anyway, it got us to all these Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel shorts. You can even watch on Disney Plus. There's a bunch of them. I've even seen a couple of the Marvel ones they did. They did one with Black Panther when Black Panther came out. So to celebrate an anniversary or something, I guess this was the year they're like, you want? Know let's just do a Lego Star Wars holiday Christmas special. But remember, Disney does not want to remember that old the star wars holiday special they wanted a race even though many people like myself will still watch it and still remember it they don't want to so this 
short that they've got around 40 45 minutes or around 40 minutes this short has nothing to do with the lego star wars holiday well I, maybe i wouldn't say short but one of the cases you're not gonna see uh b arthur or someone who is a b arthur impersonator I go like if you're a friend friend uh or any of those uh wacky musical numbers from the original one you're not gonna see gymnastics you do see chewy's family but the kid doesn't go it's not like five minutes of them growling at each other no instead this takes place after the sequel trilogy where ray is trying to teach finn how to become a jedi but the problem is finn is just a screw up he he never gets anything down just like in the sequel trilogy and they make fun of that so he while he keeps screwing up, uh, Oscar, right? what, what's the, oh, Poe, Poe Dameron is setting up the Christmas party. So they are going to celebrate Life Day. All the uh, activities and all the guests that will come on, or all the stuff that he's trying to put on. Meanwhile, Ray goes off to figure out the meaning of Life Day. And in the midst of it, finds this time-traveling stone that allows her to visit the other moments and stories into the Star Wars universe. And he has a time-traveling thing that you would know from any movie or TV show. It doesn't always work out. And she gets a little too curious, gets mixed up with the wrong people. It goes through all this cra- these crazy loops just to find what is the meaning of Life Day. Now, an interesting thing I read going into this film, someone wrote a review of this movie, of this uh, feature, saying this is the best Star Wars sequel trilogy ending, or this has the best Star Wars sequel trilogy ending ever. Like, it's better than all of the sequel movies. And my quick answer is that, yeah, I agree. But that's saying like okay well yeah i mean you're better than trash uh (laughs) i mean what they do here in the ending and i'm not gonna like get into the ending but i mean if you want to kind of write up about it yeah i mean it makes a hundred at least a hundred times more sense than what they do in the entirety of like the last jedi and rise of skywalker and in the short, they make fun, or okay, whatever feature, but they make fun of the sequel trilogy. Because that's what I was immediately going into when I was uh, about to watch this. So like, okay, okay, so now we got all these characters that I didn't really get attached to in these new movies. And while they didn't really develop them to make me feel like, okay, now I really know these characters, they spend this whole time just making fun of everything dumb that has gone on in these movies mostly the sequel trilogy the sequel trilogy they roast hard but they do poke fun at like the original trilogy and the prequels as well and i kind of appreciate lego going in and just making fun of uh, things that just didn't work i mean they did that when uh they did a batman lego batman movie which half of that film was just an entire roast of everything that did not work with uh, batman in the dc movies that lego batman movie that lego batman movie just basically gave Zack snyder a wedgie i think this one does the same for the lego or the star wars sequels even though the animation in this is not as inspiring as those 
big feature length films. And that's because this also uses the traditional Lego movie, TV, whatever animation. For a while, like before we even got the first Lego movie that came out, there were there was all these tv shows and all these shorts and also there was a movie called uh i don't think it was like chuck danger but it, it was from i think uh universal they had a s- series of animated films plan based around this knockoff tom cruise guy uh who is all about working alone and the messages hey with lego you build together and they were playing a whole trilogy of that and the first movie came out and everybody was like no screw that you you oh clutch powers that was the name of it they're like no you put clutch powers back in the box and give this to warner brothers and that's when we got finally got the lego movie with uh chris miller and phil lord with also the animation style that was just so amazing and now going back to that old lego animation it doesn't feel as alive like you're actually seeing people play with these lego figurines you're just seeing hey it's a cg cartoon uh, just kind of set in some Lego universe. Uh, because you can tell by the characters, they don't really move action realistically like Lego figurines. So that takes the child imagination out of it. But in place of that, they've got a lot of great jokes. Like I'll say there were plenty of jokes that were kind of aimed towards little kids that went over my head. But with all those jokes that didn't work, there was so much that I was just laughing my butt off Emperor Palpatine, whoever voiced him, he just has a ball just playing a really childish version of the Grand Emperor. I mean, most of these actors aren't really trying to recreate the original character. Uh, I think Ray, whoever voices Ray is the only one that's trying to sound like Daisy Ridley, but everyone else, they're like, okay, we got our own goofy caricatures in our mind and let's just have fun with that. And I find it just fun just seeing how much the time traveling goes out of hand because it goes from just warping through a couple of different places in the the Star Wars timeline to just dragging a whole uh, buttload of characters from different stories from different properties and one time they visit the Mandalorian and they make fun of how like cute the child is Oh yeah, and and Cody's representing the child. So it's a nice little silly satire on Star Wars. While bringing something I definitely agree is kind of better handled. And that's that's what they do with Finn. Because, I mean, yeah, I could go all day about why I don't think the, the sequel movies are that good but also you even the actor who played finn john boyega he came out like against how his character was betrayed in the sequels like he felt like he was sidelined and he it wasn't reaching the potential that he wanted i mean that was the whole sequel trilogy was a mess i mean there are people love it like justin that's why justin is mad at me for making fun of it but hey, you know what? John Boyega's words, not mine. You can read that up in an interview. But the thing is, yeah, with the movies, John Boyega spends a lot of time screaming, going, where's Ray? Ray? Where's Ray? Is he here? Is she there? And then Ray just like, eh. Like Ray just cock blocks him. 
Well, in this one, it feels like they got a bond coming, at, at least of what people really wanted out of Finn to eventually become a Jedi. Like when they first saw the Force Awakens trailer and him pulling out a lightsaber, they're like, oh, wow, we got a new black Jedi. And of course, that didn't happen. But you see something that could have happened. What they end up doing it towards the end that I, I really wish would have happened the sequel trilogy. But I, I just had silly fun with this. And I am glad that uh, they just took the time to kind of do one big roasting while Star Wars spends its time trying to fix itself with the Mandalorian and then whatever Taika Waititi is doing. Uh, he's making a new Star Wars movie. And I think Ryan Johnson, he's that trilogy, he's, if he's making or is he not making, I don't know. But whatever they're doing with Star Wars next, I think, hey, you want, why don't we just make fun of the things that a lot of people didn't like and then just do something that little kids will love. And then adults, they watch it, they won't be totally annoyed with. Despite there were still moments that were aimed at little kids, like C-3PO doing the robot and so, some other jokes that were kind of uh, just a little, okay, we, we get it. And then there was one moment where they tried to make a reference to Han Solo shot first. So they, and you see in the trailer, it's not really a spoiler, but at the end of the trailer, you do see two Han Solo is shooting uh, Greedo because Greedo goes, well, copy DD two solos. You see them shoot Greedo, but in this feature, Greedo comes back as a member of the party, or, or is it another character of his species? Like, I, I looked at that, I'm like, wait, you're, you're just there and you got shot, so it shouldn't mean that this, this self right here should not. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you don't think about it too, too deeply, but yeah, I don't know. I, I had uh, fun with it, but uh, Cody, you want to go ahead? I mean, it is what it is. It's a it's a holiday special Lego. It's it's mostly aimed at kids and yeah. diehard Star Wars fans, and it is really heavy on the fan service with a lot of the homages and oh, yeah. scene plays. But oh, yeah. there's some funny bits. I would say whoever voices the Emperor is the MVP of the cast because he's he's great at roasting everybody and. The jokes against uh, Kylo Ren not wearing a shirt and Darth Vader. There's some good stuff in here. And I have never seen the infamous holiday special from the 70s. So oh, I don't know. Yeah, you need so to. I don't know if this is, this is better or worse. But for what it is, it's fine. It doesn't, yeah. it didn't uh, infuriate me or anger me. But I don't hate all the Star Wars sequel trilogies either there's some good in them and there's definitely some bad in them but in about 10 to 15 years we're gonna have a generation that likes these movies just like everyone used to dunk on the prequels and now there's a whole generation that love the prequels so there's varies of star wars fans and that'll vary on how you enjoy this but for what it is it's decent it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt your eyeballs to watch it and if you're a star wars fan even if you don't like it you'll get a little kick out of it yeah justin yeah i had a really good time with this one um you're right the palpatine guy he was so off the wall and so hilarious so was um darth vader you know i, I enjoyed what he was going through i enjoyed it all i thought it was great i mean not just it's not a spoiler or anything but 
you get to see everybody from the entire universe in this. Oh, movie. you do. Yeah, they, they put that at the end of the trailer too. They, they, they just fall out of the sky too. Like that. Oh man, <laughs> the way they did it, you know, so Ray's story is that she's trying to, you know, do what she, she wants to be better at uh, teaching Finn how to become a Jedi. Yeah, and she doesn't feel like she's doing so well. So she actually goes uh, like in a um, uh, you know, like back in time to see how other Jedi masters did. So we get to see them on. I thought that was great. I laughed a few times. You know, I liked the holiday season, uh, and this was a lot of fun. It is definitely better than the 1978 TV. There is no doubt. Well, well yeah, that is. I, I mean, that is yeah, rough. rough filmmaking um i i give this a um a, a high good because it's fun it's great uh it plus it continues you know whatever story after the the sequel trilogy um i enjoyed it you know that is interesting I, I i wonder if they are going to kind of make their own like lego star wars like they make all they have all these shorts on disney plus so i wonder like they're gonna branch off to this and make it like an, a lego star wars series out of it because they have all these other lego tv shows as well that's why we eventually got the lego ninjago movie because there was a show on nickelodeon or cartoon network about it oh by the way this short dropped uh, it was released this same day that uh the the original one was 42 years later really oh wow okay cool. i yeah. i did not know that okay wow they they timed that yeah yeah so uh what did you guys rate it i mean i i, I give it i give it like a regular gun because I, I would i would watch this again with my niece and this yeah. is something she'll get laughs out too because it's very fast yeah. all right i'll give it a high decent and Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? We like Legos, so. Well, I love the Lego movie. Oh no! Oh, yeah. yeah, this is nowhere near the Lego. I'll I'll tell you right there. No, it's it's not anywhere near like Christopher. Well, well maybe this, cool maybe the Lego Movie Part Two, but the first one, no. <laughs> I like Lego Movie Two. Well, I like parts of Lego Movie Two. Anyway, gotcha. There was even a second, actually. Yeah, this, the second one. Was, yeah. Anyway, what was I gonna say? All right, now the film that I almost forgot ever existed until i mentioned as i mentioned earlier of the comment i saw on facebook before i even make my own response as as far as something just you know what what my thoughts on hey you gotta support this because it's got this but first what is the movie about this new mutants being the last fox uh, marvel film ever it's about a bunch of kids who underwent some horrific things and the main character here uh, she when she was a little kid her dad and her they were attacked by what is what people call the demon bear or some horrific creature that people keep talking about and you for read the comics it's a it is a uh, x-men villain or well i mean not x-men villain but it's, it's something that is a part of the story that they're telling here where you you see kind of what goes on in the this mental institution and how mutants are made because uh, it, it was something that was teased a little bit or in logan where wolverine saw a series of videos about a institution of where kids are being raised to become mutants or they're genetically created just some horrific experiments going on so we get to see kind of at least 
I want to say a visual example, but at least uh, characters who are going through that same little incident that we witnessed in Logan. And all these kids thinking that they are getting, they're sick, so they're here to get treated better. But as it goes on, you find out, no, they are here for probably not some nefarious purpose. And they're trapped against their will. So whatever differences comes between uh, each of these kids, they have to put it aside and get out of there safely before things get too crazy. The, the big thing is you hear this get advertised as a horror movie. And that's why there are people who were originally excited about this. And that is something very exciting. A, a comic book horror film. Because there's not a lot like that at the moment. Or at least uh, not a lot of superhero horror. Or, or, or like horror spins on Marvel properties or any sort of like established comic book uh, series. So that is an exciting thing to explore. What I will have to say watching the movie is that... Now I'll I'll t- tell you right, right on. I'm not throwing in high or higher super low expectations. Like I'm not one of those people who go, okay, if this is not comics accurate, then this sucks. Or it's not attached. It's not made by this familiar brand. It's not made by a team, whatever. Because I got that when I said my uh, thoughts on X Men uh, Dark Phoenix. I wasn't a big fan of that. There are people who love that movie and they go, oh, you know, the reason why uh, the, I was reading some com- negative comments about this film is because they're Marvel zombies and they, they just wanted it to be Marvel and oh, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, no, I just want it to be good. I, I don't, hey, you know what? If you do, Logan was something amazing that had no... Uh, input from Disney but it's like okay just so because Logan was great and Deadpool is great then suddenly Fox uh, Marvel all of them are great I'm like no because what where you got those two films you got all these other movies that just keep coming on and they're very messy and that's why I, I even said that despite how good those movies were I think it's best that Disney took up Fox with the X-Men series now I could we have not seen the X-Men characters in action yet so we don't know. They could be worse with Disney. But I'm just saying, based on the more than later, I'm latter, I'm not one of those people who are like, okay, we got to stick it to Disney and have Fox keep Marvel, the, the, the X and Marvel. But I was still enlightened about this, despite that it was delayed for so long. And that when it eventually came out, it released to a uh, mix to not very good reviews. And right as I started the movie, the first thing I saw before I even pushed play on Amazon Prime Video is the three-star rating on the film, which is rare to see on Amazon Prime, unless the film is just that bad, uh, or there's some controversy going on about it. But, you know, people usually rate something five stars no matter what. They they rate that Ella Bell bingo movie five stars. And so, yes, on Amazon Prime, Ella Bella Bingo has a better review than uh, the New Mutants. <laughs> okay, well, I have to say, watching it, at, at the very start, as it started, I like what it was setting up. Just the fact that, hey, th- there's this mysterious creature here. We don't know what it is. We, we hear things about the demon bear. We haven't seen what it looks like. I, I mean, you know, it's not even a spoiler. It's a part of the story. It, 
the main character's uh, dad gets killed by this unforeseen creature. And there was some fright to it, at least at some, okay, what is this thing? What is this deadly thing that's trying to go after this girl? But when we get to the institution and meet the rest of the cast, that's when I was like, oh no. <laughs> Because this has all the issues that I have with the the Fox Marvel movies. And one of it is that the performances, you see who really wanted to be in this movie and who didn't just by their delivery. And I think Anna Taylor-Joy is a great actress, but she is so bad in this. She plays this, what I believe is supposed to be a Russian girl who she got in because she killed 18 men. And... My thing is, right when I see her, she's throwing on different accents like every scene that I don't even know if she really is Russian. One point she's Russian, one point she's American, one point she's German. I'm like, okay, okay, what what accent is which? And then there's another guy who's got a very cartoonish Southern accent. Like, why are we uh, in Stranger here? Things, kid. He's supposed to be from Kentucky. Oh my God, I'm from Kentucky and I'm trapped here? I'm not a mutant. I'm just a human being. I gotta get out of here. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. Both of these characters are just throwing things down all the way. Oh my gosh. Who is that actor, by the way? I, I don't even recognize most of these cast members. I forget his name. He's the older brother to, um, is it Will? The kid that always keeps getting trapped in the upside down. Stranger Things, yeah. Charlie. Oh, Hume. he is from his Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When this movie initially was being created, these were really popular people. You know, Stranger Things was huge. Mizey Williams was on Game of uh, Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, Anya Taylor Joy. This was like one. Well, of- she, just, she just got off Split. Yeah, and uh, Josh Boone had yeah. just finished uh, Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. So. This was- be yeah like big well it's supposed to be big just because of the concept because again we don't have a lot of movies like this originally and this is why i keep saying what we believed we believed this was going to be a horse spin on the comic book genre and where i'm getting at this is when i we finally see the movie i have to say kind of maybe a little bit kind of horror not really you know i i see it more as a uh as a sort of one of those abc comic book because <laughs> the dialogue is not very good like these characters they suck uh and with this when we get to the the scene of two girls kissing i'm sorry but that that was that was cringy as hell and not not by the idea of it but because both of these characters are so flat and the delivery like they don't feel real and that's why I didn't buy that kiss as much as I want to say, oh yeah, support that. Hey, el- real el- or uh, queer action going on right there. You got to watch this movie now. No, heck no. Within the first 15 minutes, I was already turned off by this film because the, the characters, they're boring. There's so much expo- exposition just of, okay, this is this character's backstory. Now you know them. No, I don't. And, you know, a little uh, bitter between Anya Taylor-Joy and the main actress uh, or the ma- the actress who plays the main character is uh Maisie williams i believe no wait is it well, the main character oh no no, no 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 not Maisie williams sorry i'm i'm getting that that that's the other one uh Maisie williams blue, is playing a wolf girl blue blue, uh, 
Blue no. Hunt. Blue Hunt. Blue Hunt is what I meant to say. Yeah, sorry. No, Maisie Williams is the one who uh, falls in love. And who is the wolf person? But yeah, this whole advertise. Oh my, oh my gosh, Fox. Fox does things different than Mar- and they they have. I will say yes, they have. They've done it when they were pushed enough to it because people keep forgetting that Fox tried to tr- tried to basically cancel deadpool like fox was the one who wanted deadpool's mouth shut not wanting him to be deadpool like that was ryan reynolds pushing fox against the wall and then after the first one was a success fox was like okay well all right it made money so we're gonna do more same with Walt or uh, logan like james mangled he didn't make the movie that he wanted to make until logan because he did what the wolverine film before that I think Fox t- tampered with that film. So no, I, I mean, all this thing about like Fox gives filmmakers more freedom than Marvel. I really, I don't know how true that is, but I, what I could tell you, Fox, Fox is a business just like anybody else. When it comes to the, the films that aren't highly praised, it's because for one, again, with the, the cast members, they're just not feeling it. It's very inconsistent. You get cast members who are all right or great and then you get actors and actresses who they're bad or they just don't really care about this these care you don't feel like this cast member is just these cast is uh this cast is just really into this film and because some of them are just reading off their lines like they're talking to a teleprompter and then the other thing is yes the these uh, x-men films by by fox some of them are dark darker than some of the marvel films over at disney does that immediately make a film great no and the thing is because the dialogue is so flat i don't care for these characters and some of them kind of get on my nerves to where i'm like okay if you get yourself in, in trouble then you want know that's on you and it takes a while for you us to even get to that monster half that supposed horror part of the film because it, it kind of meanders to, to slowly find out is this is this the place we need to be is this the i, I mean is this a, a place that is a treeness right or is there something bad going on and us as a at least me as a viewer like if taking out watching logan just viewing this film at the start i could already predict the betrayal and just the villainy and the scummery behind this hospital so all this build up just to tell me that yeah this is a dangerous place we need to get the heck out of here i'm like okay why did it take you till like the last 30 or 40 minutes and when we get to the creatures okay the creatures they look fine i mean you got like i think it looks like slender men these guys with uh, the happy mask you take their mask off they got like razor sharp teeth and then there's uh this whole thing about some of them getting anxiety and fear one of the things that i thought would have been really scary that isn't even in the movie that was in the trailer i remember there was parts in the, the trailer where i think some of the characters they went to a washing machine and there was like a, a body in it or there were these faces uh, smeared onto uh, metal walls that are closing in that to me that's way more terrifying than what ends up being in this movie and when we get to the last act 
for so much of it being hyped as oh this is a different take on the comic book no it, it goes into that traditional tv comic book movie i mean kind of i wouldn't say in humans because the at least the the budget is a lot better than that but yeah i, I wasn't really digging where it lent itself off to be it's not because i was looking for this movie to fail i was looking for this movie to this and people are still gonna think that because if i give my first impressions on it on facebook i'm gonna get uh bam people who love these fox marvel films go oh are you just a marvel zombie no i thought this was a great idea and it's executed so poorly it's not the worst but just because when we get to those creature designs and whenever it gets to the, something that I think is great, because I, I think one of the things this movie does have up its sleeve is that these are a bunch of kids who are just now discovering their powers and they're, they feel more vulnerable than some of the some of the uh, e- even if you were to go by the fox x-men where yeah they they do have some vulnerability of their ability of their powers but i mean they've been used to it they're trained and think they got a lot of support the all these kids feel the isolation like they don't know realize that they can make it out of here i think that that is something that i find appealing about this film despite how very dull the dialogue is and how bad some of the acting can be but yeah by the end i was like is this the film you gotta support to tell disney that we got we need more lgbtq representation is this the there's no other film and this is where i have to get to responding to that i don't subscribe to you gotta support this because it's got different representation i i guess maybe i'm crazy but i see a huge difference between why wonder woman was a huge success but why ghostbusters wasn't or what what's what's another one but Oh, or Jingle Jingle, which I, I know Cody is like kind of, no, no, okay. You know, everybody has their opinion, but that film did take off into a success. And me and Justin really liked it. So, but we're not going to Cody like, oh, well, Cody just hates black people. They don't, he doesn't want them to sing or any of that. No, it's a subjective opinion. And Cody's in the minority, but I, I don't really look at that as like, oh, he's not about the cause. I hate that. Like, just, there's always got to be, like, a very political... It's not even just this one person on Facebook. There are plenty of people, like, over the internet. If something does well or doesn't do well, there's got to be some political reason behind it. And most of the times it isn't. Most of the times it comes down to marketing the film, and then the film just either being appealing to a lot of people or appealing to nobody. And that's why you have people wanting more from wonder woman or labor I, i'm trying to think of like non-comic book female-led movies that did well then there were plenty like, little women did well yeah, last little year women, little women yeah so by the heat yeah and and, and uh, with black also with black actors uh, okay well you should support uh annie 2014 or uh a wrinkle in time if you want more black people in big budget no there's a difference why one works in the other i do think quality matters just as much as representation and to be honest that kiss between the two girls that is so like nonsensical like it doesn't really play into their i mean yeah 
that kiss is just your okay they're lovebirds they love each other and it, it, and that we just immediately go to that but they don't really connect like people i feel like that's just kind of for to, to call it like great representation of lgbtq again i don't speak for anybody but myself but i would figure that great representation of gay couples it would have to start from just them getting to know each other like people and talking to each other like people not like okay i'm gonna show you around the classroom oh i'm really into you now let's kiss and that's kind of how the relationship goes between what, what's her name and uh okay I forgot the actresses, but what are the cases? I give this a low decent because it's not bad enough to even be remembered. I only remember it because of that comment on Facebook. I didn't even know this movie came out. And honestly, all it does is just tell me, yeah, Fox didn't, doesn't really need to be associated with the Marvel properties anymore because they don't have a focused direction with most of these films. Though these films are such a rarity, you just like, okay, well, why don't you just get James Mangle to just direct a Marvel movie in general? What did Fox do to make Logan so great? I, I think that was James Mangle, but I, I don't know. Maybe I just don't get it. But anyway, Cody, I want... <laughs> You know, it it's sad that this film is as mediocre as it is because the concept itself is very interesting. And when I heard this movie was coming out, I was excited. And when I saw the trailer over two years ago, I was excited. I was like, oh, this looks cool. And I liked what Fox was going to, what they said they were going to do because let's face it, the X-Men franchise has had extreme highs and extreme lows and yeah the success of logan was james mangold and hugh jackman and fox like well okay deadpool made money so you can do what you want to do with wolverine same thing with deadpool that was the writers that was ryan reynolds that's what made that movie good it wasn't fox fox just made good decisions with those well fox eventually did because again they had to yeah said nobody wanted an r-rate they they said that, not Disney. Right. They said nobody wanted an R-rated movie, and people exactly. think Disney said that. And a fan-made yeah. film that the director made is how Deadpool got Greenland. Yeah. But enough about that. I don't know what happened with this movie, if it had production problems, and then it got stuck in the middle of the bidding war between Disney and Fox, and I know they had to do reshoots, and I don't. I don't know what happened, but I know that this movie, I don't think, is what Josh Boone and the filmmakers and the cast that were involved wanted to make. And I think they ended up with a bit of a mess. And it's and Disney, after buying Fox, just kind of threw it out there. And if you if you catch it really closely at the beginning of the movie, it says an association with Marvel. It doesn't even just say Marvel. They've got to put that in association because I guess Disney wants you to know they didn't make this movie. They're just releasing it because it was made and they've had it for over a year. But yeah, it's very sad because it's a completely bland movie. There's really cool ideas. There's really cool effects. And there are good actors here, but they're not doing their best. And I don't know if it's they kind of lost the interest or the writing didn't get where it needed to go. There's something missing in here because yeah. there's a good yeah. movie in this plot. It's just gone. Well, it's not there. And yeah, that's sad. Yeah, I, that's the thing is I think the most exciting things about this movie are the th- parts in the trailer that are not in the movie. 
exactly yeah as i said this could have worked as a horror film if it kept the things that it advertised yeah they were they were wanting i get the vibe they were trying to get they were trying to do something like the breakfast club i know they should buffy the vampire slayer which they definitely throw and i like that stuff too guys those are great properties but um you know you got to do a little bit more than that to make it good so hopefully hopefully what disney does something good but the sad thing is they're not gonna make these standalone side movies with all these different characters that Fox was supposedly going to plan to do with like Kitty Pride and some other people. And Disney's never going to make a movie like Logan, but, uh, yeah, yeah. here's new mutants. We finally saw it. It's completely forgettable, but I'll give it a decent. It's not, it's not bad enough to remember. Like you said, I did like the dragon puppet though. That was kind of cute. Yeah. Well, what I have to say, whether or not Disney will make something like this, I don't know. Again, we don't know what will be coming up. I do know Disney wants to focus on, like, lesser... That's why on Disney Plus they got, like, Moon Knight and all these other characters that haven't been in the comics before. So I think they're prioritizing on, like, trying to bring lesser... Or though... They're also bringing Blade back, too. Uh, right. In the works. So I would never rule out the possibility of they making a R-rated Marvel film but putting that under 20th Fox, of just like what they're going to do with Deadpool 3. Or maybe they don't. I mean, maybe it never actually happens again. It's just that, like... It's, like marvel has all these properties on their belt we we haven't seen what they've done with them yet but yeah anyway justin yeah i saw this movie in the drive-in when it came out in august i guess and yeah i don't i mean i remember not liking it and you know i um i remember saying that it's really drab and dreary i had no clue they were going for a horror theme to it because it was not scary at all. I mean, I know that it's yeah. in a, they were doing like a different uh, way of doing an X-Men, but it, I didn't know it was poor because it was not scary. Nothing about it was scary. There wasn't any mutating. There's no battle that we've seen in all these X-Men movies. There's nothing that made you go, ooh, at all. It is, I mean, you guys have already said that the acting is bad. You know, it sucks for Anya because she's had such a stellar year with Emma being a hit and the Queen's Gambit being a huge hit. And then this movie comes out for everybody to see, like, now they can see it, you know, streaming and whatnot. And they're just, it's not the same her that we know her now. So that's well, unfortunate. Anna Taylor-Joy is going to be fine. I mean, last year she was a she was in that movie, uh, the Playmobil film movie. So, I mean, she's not... I forgot that movie existed. I did. I did. I saw that in theaters. I witnessed that. She probably recorded that like two years ago. So I think she's just now hitting her stride. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, so, uh, I'm not worried about her career. I think she's going to be... Well, I know. Well, I, I think she's going to... I know she's going to be fine because she's a good actress. But I just, you know, since this was like filmed four years ago, you can yeah. see how much better she has gotten throughout yeah, the years. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's nobody, I mean, Maisie is just, uh, you know, just trash in this movie compared to her her performance in Game of Thrones. And I mean, even Charlie Heaton, I mean, this is, everyone was just, yeah, like you said, probably just didn't want to be there or, or maybe,
maybe wanted to be there so much that they were so nervous into actually like pulling off great performances. It's bad. The movie was bad. It's not going to be in like my biggest disappointments of the year because I mean, it took this long to come out. Of course, I'm not disappointed by it. I didn't have high expectations. Obviously, there's an issue with it. It took so long to come out. So I had an issue with it as well. This wasn't a good movie. Bad time at the drive-in. Didn't even want to see the next movie afterwards. Just wanted to go. <laughs> I mean, so, you know, that's yeah. What was that? Uh, I just hope Josh Boone has better success with his stand mini series that's coming out. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I think everybody's expectation was extremely lowered as this film kept getting pushed back and pushed back, and we kept hearing about the production issues. So it's no surprise that it's a uh, it's a meh. Oh yeah, and people just—I mean, people want to see like the Fox character. I mean, the uh, X-Men characters hang out with uh, Iron. Well, not Iron Man, but you know, uh, all the other MCU titles. So I mean, I mean, yeah. Will we ever get Stan? We we don't. I mean, again, we don't know what the direction is right now because we're we're right now we're waiting for Black Widow to come out. So, yep. or uh, what was it? Uh, uh, WandaVision, which was supposed to come out next month, that got pushed back to January. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, that leads us to a little short, which not too much to say because it is super short. There, it's a uh, sort of a water. I wouldn't say watercolor, but it's got a certain style to it, and about and it's called what. No matter what happens. I, or if anything happens, I love you. What it's referring to is that what this is based on is a kid got uh, killed in a school shooting. And this is the perspective of the parents trying to continue life knowing that their kid is not there anymore. And the way they go about it is very heartbreaking. It's very depressing. And yet there's something at least beautiful about them at least keeping the memories they've had before all that has happened. And you see how this film, that this short that is aimed at a family audience is trying to teach kids about school shootings, which is a scary thing to even think about, but yet it's a real issue. I know it's not the main thing we're dealing with at the moment, but it's going to come back. As soon as this pandemic is over and the virus is gone, we're going to have to start thinking about guns again and how we're going to control that. Hopefully with Biden, things will get better. Yeah, I mean, uh, anything you guys want to say about the short? It's, I mean, it's like 12 minutes, but I would say even a little less than 12 minutes because there is a portion of it that is devoted to credits. It's an absolutely gorgeous and powerful little short film that they did here. And it's very touching. I was crying this morning trying to finish my breakfast and drink my coffee while watching this. It's very powerful. And yes, these things keep happening. Yeah, it's kind of gone on pause because of, you know, global pandemic. But, you know, these school shootings have been going on for over 20 years now. And I think this just reigns home of what's going on. And Justin, you talked about the Olaf short. It's probably going to get nominated. I would say this for yeah, sure needs to get a best short be animated short I, nomination. I better not see Olaf on this over the <laughs> Olaf this, is nominated, but not this this film. I'm I'm going over the Oscars. I'm kicking their butt. I uh, can't say anymore. It's a truly beautiful film and it's a must-watch for me. I, I was moved by it. Yeah. He, I mean yeah, go ahead. No doubt it's a must-watch. Uh, I mean yeah it, I mean, the animation is fine. It's it's nothing like Olaf, but um, this story and the message is 
beyond anything that, that Olaf can even try to bring out. And, and it's not just about like, I mean, yes, it, they do school shootings, but it's just about losing and loving and loss, you know? It was beautifully done. I love, I love the shadows in the background. Oh, you know? Right, the scene with the cat. That was, yeah. that was great. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just, lot. just this loss and trying to keep the parents' relationship together. Yeah, because it could tear. Yeah, I'm sure it tears a lot of uh, parents apart after losing a child, especially. My dad has always said, you know, like the one thing that a parent, the hardest thing a parent will ever have to do is bury their kid. So. I can imagine, but this this movie, this short, said a lot in just yeah the ten minutes that it actually was on screen, and yeah, it moved me. It's fantastic. It's a must watch. I mean, everyone's got ten minutes, especially during the pandemic. So go watch. Yeah, if you're up to pee, then you need to put this on your uh, phone and definitely watch it. You'd be like, man, this is really deep. No, don't do that. That's not the way to watch the film. Don't. That's no. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. Do not do that. But regarding the animation, I actually really like it because the style they went with it. It reminds me of some of those old, I guess, nineties or eighties animation or even PSAs. But there's this. I, I. I don't know. Like, what's a good reference here you know yeah i, I, I mean maybe like it's like hand drawn instead of but there's like, like kind of reminds me of that animated short the snowman yes though, yes that's what i was thinking olaf? of no that not olaf. olaf this is yeah. an older cartoon before olaf was a gleam <laughs> oh, enough of this olaf no stop but, <laughs> it, there were there were these uh shorts either psa's commercials or at least short films that would have like a lot of whites like you see in this short where there's a couple of coloring going on but you see a lot of whites go on and the characters are outlined by some uh, black stripes i forgot what kind of technique it is but it's an old form of animation that's gone to so many types of uh, medium i think one that i'm immediately thinking of is yeah there is a snowman but there's the one where the kid is flying with the snowman i forgot the name of it it's so long ago it was a little musical number that with a, a kid flying with a snowman like he built a snowman and that snowman taught the kid how to fly oh uh, i know what you're talking yeah about. like you have to you have to it's a it, i mean it came out a long while ago but there are those old it's, it's uh, a christmas movie yeah yeah i think uh, okay, I know you're talking. And that's what the animation style reminded me. That, that's why I really liked it. Because the snowman. Stood out. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. It's there called it. the snowman. Yes. Oh, the snowman. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yes. Yes. Like that. This actually won an Academy Award in 1982 or 1983. So, yeah. 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 This was kind of like a throwback to that style of animation. I, I really like that. Whenever a filmmaker goes out to do something different and to play around with it i mean especially with the short that gives you more freedom the fact that you can make you can still make it within six months or so well i mean whatever how long it usually would take to make something of 10 minutes I, again production lines it's a whole another story or the case it is beautiful to look at as depressing as it could be it's an important thing to teach kids I mean, the pandemic is one other thing. I'm, I bet there are animated shorts about teaching kids 
on the coronavirus. I think that all these real serious issues, we need to have a conversation with their child. And I'm glad that this is there to remind us when we get out of this, that there is another dangerous issue going on that will wipe out a mass group of people just like a virus. And I mean, with the new president, you can always hope that there is gun reform because that is one thing that needs to be addressed because otherwise these mass shootings are going to just they're going to pick up where they left off and we're going to see a lot of innocent people die that's just the thing but anyway that is uh all we have uh yeah i I give it a must watch too i mean it's incredible short thank you so much as always you two for being a part of the ride and having fun and all that and of course next time talking about Jingle, j- not no. I we talked about that. That uh, oh, Christmas Chronicles, Christmas Chronicles Part Two, the sequel to the first one. Where what what what's his face? Uh, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, yeah, that guy. I I knew him someday. He's coming back, and that's not the only film though, because on on Disney Plus we have Black Beauty, voiced by Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. What's, what's wrong with Kate Winslet? Nothing. I'm just. I, I love Kate Winslet. She's a great actress. I'm just, saw this I'm just surprised she she voiced a, a horse for a movie. Oh gee. Oh god. Why would you do that, Disney? That's wrong. Wait. You know we haven't seen the movie. Again, we we don't know what that's about. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I I I'm betting Disney has the right intentions with that because otherwise that's kind of racist a dance dream no it yeah black beauty is on on disney plus uh, yeah what is dance dream i oh, couldn't even find anything out about that one it, it was gonna release on netflix next week but it is a film on there let me dance also if we're recording Friday afternoon next week. I probably won't be able to come because it's a mandatory work day. Okay, well, yeah. Dream hot chocolate nutcracker. Oh, oh yes, God. yes. Dance dreams the hot chocolate nut nutcracker. Nut nutcracker. <laughs> I said nutcracker. I can't wait for next week then. Oh, oh gosh. Well, hey. Uh, these are are either the most inspiring diverse uh films or they're some very wrong movies that netflix and disney are gonna have to answer for (laughs) i didn't even like look at because i just said oh or black beauty that's the next disney plus original movie i didn't even get into what what the film is about but you're kind of telling me i'm like well okay that that's not enough description but you know i i Well, stay tuned then. I guess it'll be me and Justin then, because I, no. I know on Thursday I got I got Thanksgiving, so I. Well, yeah, and then those two movies, two of them don't even come out till Friday. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Saturday, or? Yeah. or we, or yeah, we could do Saturday. If, it's up to you guys. If you, you know if what? you don't mind doing Saturday, I can do it. It's just I can't even. You know what? Fle- I can't even like be flexible with my hours on Friday because it's a mandatory day. That, that's fine you know what we'll we'll do saturday because i don't i don't think i have anything on that day because uh, i know this saturday i got lots of things but next saturday yeah okay so we'll push that to uh, for me yeah we'll, we'll do that uh so everyone both the hillbilly elegy on the 24th on that's next when day. it comes out ah. okay yeah, i hear it's like epically bad what no Glenn when does Mank come out is that the first week of December? 
Yeah, December fourth. It's actually on theaters, you know. I add that because I, I know I added in the December movies because uh, I looked at the list of films that are coming out in December. But yeah, I, I might do that. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, you can find Justin and Worth the View movie movies on all the things. Yeah, those podcasts. Koshmar. Uh, yeah, Koshmar. Yeah, check it out. Koshmar. Koshmar. Cody on his film page, film nerd page, film page. Yep, uh, Cody's film page on Facebook, Film Nerd eighty five on Twitter and Letterboxed. And this being on several platforms, that hosts uh, Pond's Press. So there's that, and on Facebook and Instagram, Pond's Press, Twitter, Tspond sixty four. I actually have another extra life live stream, one more to wrap it up of the year. So December nineteenth, we're gonna have an extra life holiday rush where we're gonna be making everybody's invited to make holiday treats together live on Twitch, and then we're gonna get into some multiplayer gaming, player people's choice. But we're also gonna play Jackbox. But you, you know, just it's a mini stream of getting drugged up with sugar and and just going in you're not doing the hour uh, 24 hour long one again no that's one year dude no i i like doing the 24 hour one once a year that staying up 24 hours is is a lot of work trust me Uh, and then going to bed after staying up for 24 hours that's even more work because i i don't do that so no this won't it won't be 24 hours and it won't be all night it'll actually be through the afternoon Uh, so it'll be like from 1 p.m to 7 p.m yeah and then we're we're also i mean on the on the gaming portion of my content we'll be also live streaming the game awards which uh, for us, I think that is what when the, the Oscars happen. I'm thinking that's what we're going to do the same thing. We're going to have a Oscars reaction stream. What? Well, who even knows what that's going to look like this year? Yeah, no, I, I I'm, I'm just uh, Warner, I, Brothers, Warner Brothers is strongly pushing an Affleck for this. Yeah, for the way back. Oh, I mean, he should definitely get a nomination yeah, for best actor. <laughs> Well, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. The way back? I thought he was good in the movie. I liked him. It's very I depressing, too, but... but... Yeah, to me, it's not like an Oscar-worthy performance. So I, I think that's one of the better ones that he's done, so he should just get a pat on the back. Better <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy, Affleck. I yeah. did it. Uh, yeah, so when the, when the the movie awards ceremonies happen, we'll, we'll do kind of the same thing as what we're doing with the gaming tap because the game awards is on december 10th so th- those are like the two events of december anyway until next time take care bye Adios. thanks again chase yeah.